Hey everyone, I know you've heard me speak about microdosing and how much I love it. And I'm talking about microdosing THC. I love it. And that's why I love our sponsor, microdose.com. Microdose gummies are incredible. They deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. And when I mean just the right amount of good, I mean in so many situations, anxiety, sleep, focus, pain, relaxation. There are so many different strains and they're really helpful. And I have recommended microdose.com to so many people. And you know what they say to me? Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Don't be afraid of microdosing. Go to microdose.com and you'll learn all about microdosing THC. These gummies feel amazing. They taste amazing. I have used them to get me into the zone I need to write. I've used them at night after a stressful day or a stressful show to relax. I have also said to family members, please take a gummy right now. And they've said, oh, good idea. So check it out. Check it out because they're fantastic. And I'm not like a big weed person. I mean, I used to be. And I do enjoy, I do enjoy weed every now and then, but I love, I love these gummies and I take them with me everywhere. So check it out. Don't be afraid. They're all natural. They're fantastic. And you deserve it. So what are you going to do? You're going to do something that is fantastic. You're going to get 30% off your first order. 30% off. That's a lot. Plus free shipping today at microdose.com. Use promo code Judy Gold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D. It's available nationwide. They deliver it to your door. That is microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold for 30% off and free shipping. Do it. Go to microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold. You deserve it. You deserve it. And you know what else? You're welcome. Well, I don't see the point in waiting any longer. Let's bring her out. The star attraction, the one you came to see. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Ms. Judy Gold. So you get out, you get, you work immediately yes. after college. And immediately. then. That goes on for about three years and then things really start, then real life started hitting. Right. And uh, you have this friend, Jordan. Yes. Uh, Good old Jordan. Jordan. Yeah. Jordan is a very big character in this book. And yes. And he's you, one of my, and ironic, and just a side note, he's one of my best friends today. Is he a Jew? Oh, yeah. Total Jew. Okay. Just need yeah. to ring that They're up. all Jews. I know. Milo. I mean, they're all Jews. They're all Jews. <laughs> Seth, Seth Goldberg, Jew. Yes. And they have that description of him looking like a Puerto Rican Jesus, even yes, yes, Ukrainian Jew. Yeah. And talked much, much like, sounded much like Elmer Fudd via the Jersey Shore. Yeah, yeah. That was which is exactly movie. what he, you know, yeah, they're all Jews. You bump into Jordan. Yeah. Uh, I think walking Tybalt, right? T Tibble, yeah. Tibble, Tibble. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know how to say it, but, the, you know, yeah. I really feel like, a, in a way, this book is such a love story to Tybalt. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah. yeah. What a what a what a relationship with that. Yeah, he was remarkable. Uh, yeah. yeah. So. I mean, you have. I don't know if you have animals, but you have some animals in your life that yeah. are just. There's something they else you, going yes. on. Yeah. There's just something else going on. Yeah, I mean, there are some. You describe some scenes where it's just like. Other, he's otherworldly. I mean, it's incredible yeah. Um, yeah. how smart he is. Um, yeah. So you're walking the dog and you bump into Jordan and, you know, Jordan's like dealing marijuana and you're staying at your grandparents' apartment on 85th Street. Yes. Um, right in my neighborhood. And, uh-huh. Okay. Uh, he's like, you know, if you want... Um, we need no, no, that was me. It wasn't oh, him. Right, right. It was no, me. He was like, you were, he was describing and you were saying, if you want, yeah. you can store the marijuana. No, I said, come upstairs, there. use the phone. And he right. looks at yeah, the yeah, yeah. 12 room apartment and he's like, and I said, and he looks at the, and I said, and I insisted any, anytime you're doing what it is you do do, right, right, you right. come up and use the apartment. Right. And he, and he cased the, he cased the joint, which I loved saying. And he came back and he said, Rob, this could really work out. And I said, yeah. I insist it work out. And he said, yes. you would be paid. And I said, no, no, I, no, I yeah. couldn't accept money. And he's like, no, you'd be paid a lot of money. And I was yeah. like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid as fuck. But that was so funny about it because I was so stupid. You know, right, you think it's right. just pot. Who cares? Right. But then you find out it's like, you know, it's like a, a quarter ton twice a month. Right. And you are storing it and you're trying to hide it from there is one asshole doorman. Yeah. Um, and you're using the freight elevator. No, no, we used the front elevator. Oh, the front elevator. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and there was, with the first load we had up, there woman, was a woman there. The, yeah. She's like, what's the box? And then Jordan's there with the oh guy God, who's the driver. The yeah. And he's just like, and they're sweating and they're dying. And I'm like, and all of a sudden I became all foppy and effeminate. Right. And I said, oh, these are, these are dear friends of mine. And they're, they're opening a store in Tribeca and these are closed. And the, the store is, for, is shut for some reason. And I was always like, where was this Fifth Avenue panache coming from? <laughs> And then I was like, and I was just doing this. And she was like, and I, and she said, oh, that's wonderful. And I'm like, the shirts are exquisite. It's just wonderful. She said, yeah. oh, well, what's the name of the store? And I made something up. Yeah. He left. We got the load in. And then Jordan looked at me and said, oh, my God, you're, t- you're perfect for this. This is great. <laughs> and I was like, and I thought, wow, I finally found my calling, you know, and I was getting like three grand a pop for every load we did. Which doesn't sound like much, but this but is it was like six grand a month in like six grand yeah. a month, and this was nineteen eighty-eight. Right. Plus, he would give me a grand here and a grand there, and of course, when the first after we did our that first thing, and then he, we started like cutting down the pods and everything, and the next day, all the drug dealers coming in for getting their cuts, and it was like it was so stupid because all these guys look like they don't belong in the building. They're all coming right. to my grandparents' apartment. Right, Obviously, right, right. something is going on, and there's like I go to my shitty mattress and I walk in at one point and I know it's like has to be a million dollars because it's all 20s right and I'm just like you've never seen anything like this and I said to and I said to him I was like afterwards what is was that a million dollars he said actually it's 1.2 million and I was like oh "Oh, maybe you should pay me more for doing (laughs) this and it's fun you know you're like James Bond it was like it was just it was was hysterical it was it was so you said you would pour it out. You would take the boxes, right? 
And right. you would put them in hefty, and then you would take the the hefty trash bags, yeah, yeah, and you put them in the hefty bags. Yep. Uh, you'd weigh it, and you would uh, then they would come and be like, "Give me my." Yeah, then they would come, and then they go into my room. They conducted business in my room. I wasn't privy to it. Wasn't supposed to be privy to it. And then they would come and go, and a carousel of them would come and leave. Right. And it was just like you know, and I had all this money, and all of a sudden I started buying all this gangster ghetto gear, and like right. my back loosened up, and all of a sudden I became this really like groovy guy. No, I felt like like a, you know, I was really trying to get into the role of a ghetto gangster. You know, the sweats right. and the marshmallow shoes, and I had a Harley Davidson hat that I probably wore badly. And um, it was really, it was really great and stupid, but it was a lot of fun. But you had, it. you said it like sort of, it made you relax. Like you didn't give a shit at auditions because you were like, I don't fuck. Oh yeah, this. it was great. Yeah. Yeah. And you, it gave you this false sense of confidence and you had a secret. I mean, it was like, you know. So it gave you a huge yeah. amount of confidence because right. I didn't need it. Who the fuck needs to right. do this? This right. is so much more entertaining. I started dating this girl at the time. Right. Julie. Who actually, yeah, who got pregnant and who actually had my daughter who I just met oh, six God, years I ago. I wasn't even there yet. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I'm no, so it's sorry. All right. It's all right. But, but she, but she was, um, but she was helping, she was helping out with stuff and it was, um, uh, yeah, it was a blast. And I went up on these major movies and I got them. I, probably was good but it was also give a shit i didn't give a flying fuck i had real stuff to do what did you you and your stupid movie and it's just so i I love the way you describe some of those auditions and then the fact that you walk in and you're looking at these casting people and producers you're like oh fuck you you (laughs) like i just want to have that i want to go in and be like you know what you're fucking lucky to have me you don't don't start you know it's fun for a while drugs i'm not doing it but it was sign Linus's brother, uh, Tony, who I, who I went in and asked him about it in, uh, in uh, Stephen's yeah. Landing, he said, it's a fun life, but it's a short life. Right. And he did two years. And, right. uh, and, and I have that line, like, if you, he said, if you do get busted and you go inside, you know, and you get no fight, don't back down. Right. Because that's how you get respect. Cause, right. And he's, he was, uh, anyway. But, so... You're dealing drugs. You meet Julie. Yeah. Is that's another, I think, great love story in in the book. Um, Uh You meet her and she's just the hottest thing. You can't even fucking believe. Yeah, she's Um, pretty hot. Yeah. And you one night you go to the club where she works with a couple of friends. The strip club. The strip club. Yeah, the strip club. And and one of your friends can't even fuck it. It's the first time that it's. You know, it's the Milo, Milo Goldstein. Milo, yeah. Milo Goldstein. Yeah, and it was Milo Goldstein who was like the nerdiest. He made Woody yeah. Allen look hip. Yeah, and he's can't even like contain himself at this fucking strip club. No, and he's spoken to her, had this wonderful relationship, and he's very mild mannered, and right. he's he's also still one of my best friends. And uh, but he's one of the most mild mannered, kind, sweet um, guys you've ever met guy you ever met but when he saw her come out it was like he has this inner monologue which i kind of love it's like right. oh my god i didn't they never taught me this at temple you know right. i never thought that been like, <laughs> she looks like a truscan sculpture how is right. that possible and, and he said robbie and moss are giggling like used car salesmen right. i mean how can they be so cool about this i've never oh my god just to, and his hand starts going up to touch her and she just looks at him she's like Milo, what are you doing? And he was just yeah. like, oh, what? and he was all ashamed. And he's right. just like, are you having fun? And he keeps on saying, yes, yes, 
Yes, because he doesn't know what else. Because he's so right. nervous and he's right. so uptight about the whole thing. But it was it was pretty. It was it was it was fun. I got to say, yeah. a lot of it was fun. Yeah, it's I mean, it was pretty. It's very. It seems really like you're living vicariously through these at a at a really amazing time. Yeah, you know, amazing decade. Then, um, so Julie ends up moving in. Yes, she does. Uh, and you and T. Balt and Julie be, essentially become a family. T. Balt is a, is very Tybalt, attached yeah, Tybalt, to her. Yeah, yeah, Tybalt, very much. I'm sorry, Tybalt. that's Tybalt. okay. It's after um, Romeo and Juliet. You know, the fiery oh, Tybalt. Oh, right, right, right. Of course, yeah. you know, I knew that Tybalt. No, I have a line in the thing in the book about like I called him Tybalt, and then says, "But that's the Prince of Cats." And I was like, right. and I was like, I pretended to know it, even though right. I didn't know it. Right. And I'm like, fuck yeah, you, like the name yeah, anyway. I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I knew that. Let me talk to <laughs> I have a speech impediment. Okay. <laughs> hey everyone, did you know that Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the United States with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the United States. And I'm one of them. You're listening to one of them. Fast Growing Trees has everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, house plants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and your space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever, forever. I just want you to know that I just got off a plane and I walked in my apartment. What was the first thing I did is I came in and said hi to Avi, my fig tree. I'm telling you, and I have Yael, which is another plant, but Fast Growing Trees has changed my atmosphere here in my apartment. You don't need a lot of space, but they do have, you know, they have stuff for outdoor spaces. But I live in an apartment, and I'm telling you, Avi and Yael, yes, they're both Jewish names, Hebrew, the space looks so much better. And I just had a conversation with Avi. Like, I was like, I missed you. I love having living things here. It's very, very, I don't know, it's made this more of a home. It's the best. And Elisa has some too. And she loves them. And she talks to them too. But she got that from me. Anyway, check out Fast Growing Trees. You need to be around plant life. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code Judy Gold, J U D Y G O L D, at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code Judy Gold at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code Judy Gold. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. You're welcome. Then you're like, Jordan, what the fuck's going on? Everything's sort of lightening up. Uh, yeah, it was really bad. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you're like, I'm going to go to L.A. And you, Julie, and Tybalt, Tybalt, go to L.A., um, but actually, she stayed. She, they stayed back. I went by myself, oh, and I just missed yourself? them terribly. Yeah, oh, I, I missed them. Terribly. I had this whole vision that they came with you, and then, but the the great. I loved your time in LA. Like the one thing I loved, you said um, the thing about LA is that you 
you know, the weather's good every day. And like, it's so fucking boring. And you said, you know, in New York, at least like it's rains every now and then, and you can be miserable. It's like, you can't be miserable in LA. Yeah, I fucking yeah. love that. And, I, yeah. um, and you also had talked about, this was pre where everyone thought only New York actors could act. So you were like, yeah. I'm so getting this. Oh, no. I thought they were there for a little bit. I didn't know that they didn't come visit you. No, we had this huge reunion in the airport though, right. which was really kind of amazing, you know, okay. so. So you come back. Yeah. Julie opens, is like, I don't want flower to shop, anymore. Yeah. yeah. Opens a flower shop. Yeah. And you kind of, the whole excitement of Julie, and you're still like, what the fuck's going on? Are we going to yeah. get more work, Jordan? Yeah. Um, it's starting to slow down, and you're looking at Julie more as like, wait, where's that fucking passion, excitement, we're now like a boring family. Yeah. And I was just so young, you know, it's like, I was like 28, 29. And it's just like, and for guys, that's like, I mean, women are just grown up by then, but it's like, guys are just children until they're like 40, you know, and they're still children, you know, and I just Um, wasn't, and I just wasn't ready for that, you know, data, you know, it's just, I was still drinking like God almighty. It was just crazy. The the amount that I can't believe you have a liver by the way, after. Yeah, no. And I, yeah, when I got sober, they were really surprised. I mean, I got checked out and it's, everything's fine. Thank God. I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Okay. So you fast forward, Jordan, has another deal, but this time it's not as, I guess, how would you like the, it, it wasn't as perfect as the other ones. The we've been, dr- we've been dry for like eight right. months, maybe a year. It was really bad. And, and this then, deal coming in, it was like the driver wasn't there. One of the boxes was ripped open and I just knew in my gut, something is really wrong. bad about this. Right. And I just don't, and I knew there's something about me knew it. And he was like, come on, let's take it in. And I knew like, if I touched it, that's, that's not a good thing. And and I kept on looking down to West End Avenue, looking at all these rows of parked cars. And it's like, the air was like, the air was like screaming at me, you know? And I remember taking it up, taking that load up with the ponds are exposed. You know, this is really yeah. bad. So I take the, fr- and these are, this is 250 pounds. And I it take smells. This no, it didn't because the ponds were such that the ponds were done. I mean, you're talking about bubble wrap bounces oh, okay. in there Got and you. there are a, a lot of, a lot of layers right. to get okay. through. But, um, and then, and then t- I took the first load up and I was yelling at Tibble because he was, he always get excited and I never yelled at Tibble. Right. Yeah. You said you got mad at yourself. Yeah. And I felt terrible. And then I came down we brought the second load up and, and that's when I opened the book and Jordan's just going cash, 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 just being dry for so long. Right. And that's when the fat lady started singing. It was just like all yeah. these guys started coming in and it was like, and then you're just like moving through rubber because when these really right. bad things happen, it takes a while for your to wrap your brain around it like this right. couldn't possibly be happening to me you know you know what's it's kind of interesting you you break up with julie she tells you at some point in the future that she's pregnant um yeah. and and you really want her to get an abortion oh, yeah. um she she goes but ends up of course not getting it and then 
Tybalt, you, you fall asleep in a chair at one point, you're so wasted, uh, and you had a split cigarette, and you almost lit the place on fire, and yeah, and Tybalt, he woke you up, um, he licked your burnt finger yeah. uh, immediately, um, that story with the vodka, you know, like, he, you went to get some vodka, and he jumped on the counter yeah. to, I mean, yeah. Wow. And this all happened before. It was sort of like some someone was telling you something, you know? Yeah. And, well, he, he was like, and he would look when I thought, I, I remember that cigarette. And I remember when I woke up, he was looking at me like, what the fuck are you right. doing, man? And, right. he, he, that was his, and he was like, and he had woken me up. If he didn't wake me up, I mean, I don't know what happens, right. <laughs> you know? I mean, maybe my finger just gets burnt. Maybe it goes right. in the carpet. I don't know. Right. I mean, we've, we've heard this story before. Right. But he really was like, it was something else going on. I mean, he was really like, he didn't like it when, when I saw Jordan. He didn't like right. the idea of Jordan. It's just, yeah. Was it, like, immediately. Yeah. And when we got busted, he was like, not, oh, cute little puppy. He right. knew like these guys, it was bad. And he just backed up to cool everybody like, oh yeah, I'm a dog, but I'm not going to do anything crazy. Right. He, and I said, I have a line, like he practically had his paws up Yeah. and everybody went from like ready to kill, you know, cause they said like, we're going to have to shoot your dog if he does anything. I know that. Was, oh. that and was I, awesome. I knew that if yeah. they did that, that I would not be here talking to you. I right. mean, I was just like, that's yeah. like, you know, but he was just, he just, and they relaxed, they stopped, you know, yeah. they cooled it. So I love the <laughs> description of the car ride. We're oh yeah! The town shop. <laughs> town shop for Braziers, Shakespeare. I know and it's like my neighborhood. I'm like, oh my god, I can just see this entire thing. But you could, you but you could roam about footloose and fancy free, right? Right. And like cuffed going downtown, and, and I'm yeah. like, I can't do that anymore. Right. Drag, you know? Yeah. So oh my god, the whole um, trial and and the fact that Ben, your yeah. horrible stepfather really supports you. He was remarkable in a crisis, right? He was remarkable in a crisis. And I think, and I think Chekhov said any idiot can handle a crisis. It's this day to day living that wears you down. Right. But he was quite remarkable in, and he was so remarkable that the lawyers he got me, one of them said, does your stepfather have a background in, in criminal law right. and I said no and he said we've never met someone as sharp as him he's wow. really like he's really on the ball I mean he's just it's yeah. scary how much he knows it's and, also incredible how many people came there to support you oh yeah it was packed yeah yeah, yeah. um and the way I'm not even saying what the sentence was but the way you wrote the sentence was yeah. perfect Oh, thanks. Perfect. Don't, I'm not giving it away. You got to read the book, you motherfuckers. Um, so cut to you're sober. Um, oh, now, yeah. Yeah, you're sober. You have a great son, Caleb. Yes. Um, you met your daughter. Um, That's Julie. six years ago. And? She's amazing. Uh, we have a great relationship, and it's ever-evolving. Um, I always How feel like I'm... Day? She's 31. She wow. is like single mom. I'm a grandfather. Oh and it's God. like, but she's like, she's, she's just, I'm in awe of her. I'm just, I'm blessed that she gives me the time of day. 
Um, uh, we have dinner about once a week. I call her all the time. She takes my phone calls. She's 31. I'm sure the only person that she takes her phone, you know, cause 31 years old is yeah. all the time. And she's just, she's just one of the most remarkable, remarkably competent. And I mean that in the highest uh, sense of the word people I've ever met. I mean, she can just handle anything. It's just incredible. Do you, you know, you, you talked about in the beginning about how you, you know, this absence of your father. Yeah. And then, you know, it's it's sort of repeated with this daughter. Um, yeah. Do you feel like really bad about those? I got in touch or- with Julie like about twenty years about twenty years ago um, when I got when I got clean uh, to do an amends, and I said in a roundabout way that like if I there's any way I can participate or anything I can do. This also, I had no, uh, I, I had no lean on her because I right. had been there and I was no way going to get in the way of that. But I made it clear, like, I would love to meet her. I got a letter from her. Uh, she was 24 at the time, so seven years ago. She was just 31. And the letter read, um, you know, uh, my name is Audrey Henderson. Uh, it's my understanding that you dated Jill, sorry, Julie, um, in, um, uh, uh, in the 80s. I believe you're my biological father. I would just, I don't want to inject any mayhem or catastrophe into your life. I would just love a conversation if that's possible. And uh, I come to New York frequently. I live in Florida. I would love to meet you. And I called her immediately and it was, um, we saw each other. What was that phone call like? Um, You know, it's, it's scary because you weren't there and, um, uh, and just to hear her voice. Yeah, no. And she knew that something was up because it was obviously a foreign number and stuff like that. And she was very hello. And I said, hi, um, Audrey, this is Rob Sedgwick. And she was like, oh, hi. And I was like, hi. I said, and I don't remember what we talked about, but I said, you know, of course I'd love to meet you. And came to New York a couple of weeks later. And it was funny. I was ready for this whole emotion, emotional cathartic thing. And you know, but I see her and she's tall blonde wearing these pink satin pants. And, but I didn't know her, you know, so you're meeting a perfect stranger. So you think that there's going to be this enormous thing, but, and I, and I spoke to uh, Seth Goldberg about it with his speech impediment. And he said, um, I said, he said, why would there be an emotional catharsis? You don't know. She's a perfect stranger. Right. And it's true. She's a perfect stranger. So, but I was really like, you know, trying to listen as much as possible, not to babble too much. Did, did you see yourself in her? I saw, no, I saw my young, uh, when you see early pictures of my father, that's what I see. Wow. She's more Julie's face, but when you see early pictures of my father, it's very similar. But the great thing is she has a great relationship. I mean, I see her all the time. Um, and she uh, did have a father figure or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, she, you know, we had dinner last week. She came uh, and Jalen is the name of my grandson. Caleb and I were in the park and they came to meet us in the park. We were going to go out for dinner. They were having so much fun. She's like, why don't I just get food? We'll just have, we'll have dinner here. You know, so she went, to the, she, she went to restaurants. We were all hanging out and it was like, and she's like, she's just, she's amazing. I mean, I can't, I'm really in awe of her and I'm just so grateful that, um, that she's there and that she seems to really 
like me, I think. I yeah. mean, because she. Uh, What's not to like, Rob? Well, you know, I don't know. I mean, yeah. it wasn't there, but it was like I'm really trying to make up for that. But aren't you kind of glad that you weren't there the way you were? I would have been you a know, disaster. Like, yeah, I would have been, been a disaster. disaster and the way I mean, fucked her up. With the way I'm with Caleb now, it's yeah. like I, I make mistakes. We all make mistakes, right. but it's like I'm there. I'm an adult. I, right. you know, I don't go too far with, you know, yet yelling and screaming. Um, he knows that he's safe. Knows that I love him, but it's fascinating because you're—I've been with him since the day he was born, and then Audrey is like she's a grown-up, she's right. a mom, you know. But she's, she's gonna be with you for your, the rest of your life. She's amazing. Yeah, I'm—I'm I'm, I'm crazy about her. I mean, That's it's so just—and it's a real gift being, as you know, as much of a pain in the ass. Well, she's not a pain in the ass. Caleb's a pain in the ass. Yeah, but you know, it's just like we're so blessed. Oh, beyond. I mean, beyond. it's like I wouldn't trade it for anything it's like it's such a gift and and also to be sober and present for it hey everyone you know what i just did i tore i poured and i enjoyed a packet of liquid iv because i love liquid iv liquid iv is a major part of my life And I just worked out with my trainer and I had a delicious lemon ginger liquid IV. That one has a little extra, that has a little green tea in it. And so that's a little caffeinated. So I enjoy that because I needed it today. And you know, it's getting warmer out. And what does that mean? Summer. Oh God, please come. It can't come soon enough. And that means you have to hydrate. And that's what Liquid IV does. It hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. And it has three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in one little stick. And that's why Liquid IV is the number one powered hydration brand in America. Okay? And I love it. I use it every day. Ben's basketball team uses it. It is a science-backed formula that works. It keeps you hydrated. And they have sugar-free. They have sugar-free packets in white peach, green grape, raspberry melon, and lemon lime. Okay? I didn't do the sugar-free. Okay. But Elisa does the sugar-free. So what are you going to do? You're going to stay hydrated because it's very, very important. And Liquid IV has been a longtime sponsor, and I love them, and they are a quality product. And this is what you're going to do. You're going to turn your ordinary, ordinary, can't speak, turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use code JudyGold at checkout. That's J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code JudyGold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D, can't even say my name, at liquidiv.com. Got it? You're welcome. It's just amazing when you think about the first... 30 plus years of your life. I mean, when you were in LA, you talked about, you know, getting, (laughs) oh no, that was in New York. You got pulled over. Uh, Didn't you get pulled over for um, 
something and it was you didn't have a lot you were dr- driving your brother-in-law kevin bacon's oh no we were, we were driving well julie yeah. would always drive up to connecticut yeah. she connecticut. always she always sped but she would just bat her baby blues and they would right. give her away of course i wasn't going that far over the speed limit she kept on saying go faster of course i get pulled over right and and a guy runs my license i used to be a bicycle messenger and i have a chapter about that in the, the book. whole bicycle messenger thing yeah. where you get in a fucking accident and you call oh, yeah. them and they're yeah. like Oh, and you're like, I got to go to the hospital. <laughs> the guy's like, all right, well, how many packages do you have? Left? Yeah, literally. He was like, yeah. but you're still in the neighborhood, right? right. <laughs> can you use your other hand? Well, maybe you can deliver the packages, then go to yeah, the hospital. Yeah, and I'm so you're so fucked up. You're like, crazy. Um, no, I think I'll go to that. And I drove to the hospital, like, with my busted fucking wrist, wrist like yeah. this, you know. I mean, it was just crazy. But the guy ran the license, and I my license was suspended because I got all these tickets from bicycle messengering. And it was, so they put me inside and they had, and she was, the guy threatened to shoot Tybalt and t- Julie went from like, she went from prim and proper to like, you're going to shoot our fucking dog over right. a fucking speeding ticket? Yeah, what that. the fuck? Because she was a badass. I mean, she right. was really like you, someone you did not want to push and right. fuck with. And she was physically like one of the most powerful people I've ever seen. Right. And, uh, but you know, she, we got post, bail posted. And I remember saying to Jordan, like, oh my, I told him what happened. He's like, oh my God, you thought shades of things to come, right? Yeah. And I was like, yeah. And he said, don't worry, it'll never happen. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I think you're, uh, I just love your story. You've lived two lives, um, pretty much. The book is fucking, please buy the book, Bob Goes to Jail. It's so great. It's such a good read, even though I had to read it on my computer. I want a signed copy when it comes You got out. it. You got it. And it's um, on Amazon. They can pre-order it right now, Bob Goes to Jail. If oh, they, they can? Okay, yeah. good. All right. I always ask, and thank you for being here. I fucking. You're just like the most delightful person I've met in years. Really? That hasn't been in my inner circle. Yeah, oh you're terrific. God, I love you're you. really a pleasure. I okay. mean, it's really a pleasure. Thank Let's you. keep that in the podcast, please. Everybody. Um, <laughs> so I asked my, my, my guests two questions. Uh, number one, what do you do for mental health? Do you take antidepressants? Do you meditate? Do you exercise? Like, what, we're very pro mental health, and we try to. Let everyone know there's no stigma and that everyone does something to support their mental health. So what do you do to support your mental health? I exercise like a maniac. So I don't go crazy. I box a lot and, um, and I go to the gym like too much, but, um, I used to do that. Yeah. But I also make, I'm, I'm, now the meetings are open again. I, I'm making meetings. Um, I, so. Yeah, they were doing them via Zoom, right? Yeah. Yeah, I did a and few Al-Anon meetings. Zoom, and, uh, was, Zoom was tough, but but yeah. but being, I went live to an old meeting of mine and it was just like, and you know, there were problems with it because people were talking so much, but it was like, thank God, you know? Right. And I'm just so, I'm really, I'm, I'm I'm lucky I'm an alcoholic because I earned my seat there and right. I can go there and I can, you know, and I might be people I don't know, but we all know each other because right. we have the same thing. So we belong to this really sterling brotherhood and right. sisterhood and peoplehood, yeah. which is really quite extraordinary. And I just wish that everybody could do it because it's about being a better person, accepting right. responsibility for your part in things and moreover helping other people right. and putting that, putting that above all of yeah. your shit, you know? So I'm, I'm really, I, 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 you know, it's funny because Ben was abusive, blah, blah, blah. And things were tough, but 
I'm, I'm so grateful now. I'm yeah. like, well, I have really high, are. I have high class problems right. and it's like, it's great. You know? Um, I used to box and then my fucking thumb, I got arthritis in my thumb. It's the best fucking exercise. Yeah, yeah. And it's so good for your head too. Yeah. No, I, I used to spar a lot too. And you must uh, have really good abs. And yeah, I've been told, pack? I've been told. Yeah. Oh, you know, really? Have you? <laughs> I've never heard that. No one has ever said to me in my entire life, you have really good abs. I'm just letting you know that. I can show you. Uh, really? I can um, teach you. Yeah. Second question, you know, I just want to say before I ask you this question that Brandeis University just came out with a list of things you're not allowed to say. Um, Oh, my God. It's fucking ridiculous. I put it. I'm putting it really hard. Yeah, it's so fucking annoying. And one of the (laughs) one of them is kill me now. Kill me or I'm going to kill myself. So I really can't even talk anymore because I basically say. I'm going to kill myself or kill me now about a hundred times a day, which is why my podcast is called kill me now because I get so annoyed at everything. <laughs> um, I can't fucking take people. I hate everyone, but what pisses you off more than anything? Like makes you fucking crazy mad. It could be anything. It could be like it could be anything. Yeah. It could be people talking on speakerphone and the breath. Yeah. It doesn't matter what fucking pisses you spe- off. Well, I've been in New York all my life. So I, I, I'm kind of, pissed off the second I walk out right. the door, you know, I mean, I, I mean, I have a new dog, Charlotte. And so that's wonderful. Right. Um, but pretty much like the COVID thing, like uh, I moved and I tried to get in the elevator and I'm with Charlotte and I'm trying to get into the elevator. I, and I said, she, there was a woman and a man. I said, the woman, I said, is it okay if I take the elevator because I'm vaccinated? I had a mask on. She's like, well, I'm doing this show now, but yeah, you can come in. So I come in. And the guy, she's like, he's like, no, no, get away, no, no, get away, get away, get away. I'm backing up, and I'm stepping on Charlotte, and she's like, she's a pit bull, but she's a dainty, she's a dainty right. thing, you know. She's like screaming, like, what's going on? She's like yelping, and I'm like, motherfucker, you don't fucking, t-. you know, I'm yelling and screaming yeah, at the you guy. You don't fucking talk to me like you that. Know, and I said, I said, you don't fucking talk to me like that, you know. She said it was okay, you don't fucking, and he's yelling at me, and of course the, the door closes. So, but that's a New York day. Right. But then that's the bad part. The door closes and you're like, I'm going down the fucking stairs and I'm going to fucking scream. Yeah. At oh, me. I know that guy lives on seven. Oh, I hate him. He lives on seven. And, and, and then all the other people are like, so this building is so great, but the guy on seven and they're like, really? which, which one? I'm like, you know, there's a guy on seven. So I'm like waiting. And then he did it the other day. The elevator was coming up and down and we'd been waiting and it's usually a quick elevator. Right. It opens up and he's just sitting there in the front with his mask. And I was like, sorry. And I'm like, and I was that, I was like, oh yeah, you're the fucking asshole who was telling right. me the other day and who like had me step on my dog. But I think if you're in New York, you know, you get mad because the subway is late. You get mad at right, people who are talking when right. you're like listening to something or you're trying to do something. People are like blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I just wait and I wait for them to pass. And then, but you know, I think if you're a real New Yorker, yeah, I think you're mad all the time. Oh, all the time. I mean, you not no like con- you have so much stimulations coming yeah. at you yeah. and you have no control. Like when I get on the subway and I'm like, I- I'd say I do a spot or a set at the cellar. And then I have another set uptown at another club and I get on the fucking subway and it says 14 fucking minutes on a Saturday oh, no. night. Oh, and I'm no. like, I'm going to be late. Cause you're a fucking asshole. And you fucking should have this train coming every two minutes. <laughs> like, it's 
just like, and you can't get any cabs anymore. Like, there's no cabs. Yeah, I guess. And then you could do Uber, but it's so fucking expensive. Oh my God, they quadrupled it. Then there's no city bikes left. Like, yeah, uh-huh. I know, it's awful. I'm coming to see you perform, young lady. Yeah, baby. I'm finding out where it is and I'm okay. coming there. I'm going to be front row. You're All a right. delight. You're oh, an absolute you're delight. Rob. And thank you for reading it. A lot of oh I know a lot God. of people don't read anymore. Oh, I know. Well, I, it's the only way to fucking learn shit. Um, thank you. But thank you. Everyone get this book. It's fucking great. Bob goes to jail. But there's so much more than Bob going to jail in the book. Uh, Rob, <laughs> you're the fucking best. Good luck with everything. Thank you very much. And I can't thank wait you to for being here. Thank you for having me. It's really oh. it's a pleasure. You're an absolute pleasure. Oh. Thank you so much for listening to part two of Kill Me Now with Rob Sedgwick. Kill Me Now is produced by Laura Vogel, edited by Colin Schmeling. This podcast would not be possible without the help and love and loyalty of Brittany Joe Sowards. Please subscribe. Please leave a review. I want more people to listen. I love interviewing people. And I think you know that. So five stars, five stars, please buy my book. Go to my website, judygold.com. You'll find everything you need to know about me there. You know, you'll find my book. You'll find articles I've written. You'll find really incredible headshots of my different hairstyles. It's a lot. So there you go. If you're on the Cape, please come see my show in P-Town, Provincetown. That's Fridays and Saturdays in July, Tuesday and Wednesdays in August at the Art House. I'm doing a bunch of other gigs. I'm going to Atlanta for August 1st. I'm going to be on the Aquafina. Is Nora from Queens on August 18th? There's a lot going on, people. So check it out at judygold.com. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at judygold, J-E-W-D-Y-G-O-L-D. Tell everyone about the podcast, please. I I really want to keep doing this. Um, I really do love it. I love people's stories and I love that you listen. Please wear a fucking mask if you're in a large group of people. God damn it. If you're not vaccinated, there's something wrong with you and you're selfish and a fucking asshole. So please stay safe. Uh, I love all of you for listening. Enjoy the summer. And that's all I have to say. Thank you again. And as we always say, so long. And uh, everything was wonderful. I'll see you soon. Thank you for the visit. So long. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.